Welcome to Undisguided Podcast, brought to you by Maria Dornell, Realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. Hi, folks. I'm Corey Felton, host of Undiscouted, and today I have a very special guest, Coach Chad Warner of the Flagler Saints. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great, Corey. I hope you're doing doing well also. And Coach, I cannot complain. I'm doing great today. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on, Coach. Have you talk about yourself a little bit and your program. So I look forward to that. Well, I appreciate it. I'm honored to be on and, and hopeful that uh, this is, is good for all of us. I appreciate what you guys do, and I've been looking forward to it. Thank you, Coach. Coach Warner, you have done a lot over your career, and you have been in the game for a long time. Uh, can you give us some background information about you? <clears throat> sure. It's uh... – <laughs> You know, I, it, it's weird. I've always thought of myself as a young coach, uh, and I, I think it's, the more time goes by, I'm probably transitioning to the, the other category. I'm getting older. So uh, <clears throat> one thing I will say is, you know, that, that maybe a little bit unique is I have coached um, at every single level in college except for junior college. So I've coached high school. I've coached Division II, Division three, Division one, and uh, have recruited a lot of junior college. So I feel like, um, you know, basketball just opened a ton of doors for me and just given me so many experiences. And it, it truly, I mean, every day I'm thankful uh, for, for all the doors that it's opened. And, and I can't believe that a game has provided my life and my family's life with just so much. And, uh, you know, so just a little bit about me. <clears throat> I, uh, I grew up in Rome, Georgia, uh, where I, I played at Darlington school there and then I went on to the University of Georgia. I was a walk-on there and I played for Hugh Durham. Um, And then when I got out of school, I went back uh, to Darlington to be an assistant coach and I was teaching middle school history and really sort of thought that was going to be my path. And um, that, that, I mean, that was just all I'd really ever desired to do. (laughs) Excuse me. But about, I don't know, midway through my second year coaching, maybe my third, I just started just felt like, you know what, maybe I want to coach in college and uh, sort of wanted to see if I could make basketball my full-time job. And um, some of that for me was I, I loved the kids uh, that I was around in middle school and coaching high school, but I did not necessarily love teaching, um, but, you know. And so anyway, I ended up uh, begging after about a year, year and a half, really working hard and begging Jim Herrick at Georgia to give me an opportunity to come back as a graduate student assistant. Um, I did that for a year. It was an unbelievable experience on so many levels. I mean, he's truly a Hall of Famer and just an unbelievable man and coach. He, he was great for my career. <clears throat> then I went to Division Three Hampton-Sydney, um, which I did not have a lot of Division Three experience, but I, I worked uh, with Bubba Smith there, and we actually had – my first year, there, we were number one in the country, so it was obviously a team that was loaded with talent. Um, and Tony Shaver had been there before that. Coach Shaver had left Hampton City to go to William & Mary. <clears throat> so I was at Hampton City for a year. Then I joined Coach Shaver uh, at William & Mary uh, for two years, which was amazing. Um, and actually went back to Division Three for a year, which is sort of a different story. But then I got my opportunity uh, to become the head coach at Shorter University, which was in my hometown in Rome, Georgia. And uh, I was there for, I believe, eight years. And we just were really fortunate. The timing was great. And, 
we were just able to really kind of get it rolling. I had some great teams there, a lot of success. And then I took a year, <clears throat> again, as life turns, I took a year off of coaching, um, a lot behind that. But after about one month uh, out of coaching, I really um, just knew that, that, you know, I was called to coach. And as, as much as I was trying to thrive in the job I was in, it was a great opportunity professionally, you know, from a, provision standpoint it just wasn't where my heart was and from there I was fortunate to get on staff with Matt Loddick at Valparaiso University I had every intention of staying there as long as I could and then this opportunity at Flagler College arose and um, honestly the more I found out about Flagler through the interview process the more interested I became I knew it would sort of I knew it was a rebuild I knew we had some work to do but I have absolutely loved it St. Augustine as you're familiar with this area you, you probably know why Yes, yes, sir, I do. Um, very beautiful area we have here in St. Augustine. And, Coach, it seems like you did what most athletes, you know, want to do. At the end of the day, you tried several things, but your passion was always to be where you are at right now in the coaching realm. And for the kids that are out there that are listening, you know, following their passion and following their dreams right now is very important for them. And it's also very important for them to hear a coach say, hey, I went through X, Y, and Z, and I ended up doing what I love to do. So I think that when, you know, when you're speaking with coaches, and coaches are able to say, hey, at the end of the day, I followed my dream. That's a lot for these kids to take in right now because some of them may not know what the future holds, but in their heart, they know where they want to wind up at. So, Coach, that's that's valuable information that you just shared with us because it was your life journey that just brought us around (laughs) to being able to tell a kid, hey, at the end of the day, Follow your dream because anything else might make you not who you want to be. So thank you for that, Coach. Well, I, you know, you're, you're certainly welcome. And I, and I do. I mean, I, I think it's important, you know, there, there's such a difference between what we want and where we're called, you know. And, and, I mean, for instance, all of us, you know, want to be LeBron James, right? I mean, who wouldn't want to be that or, or, or I want to be X, Y, and Z, but I think when you're able, you know, I think you have to take into account where your heart truly is, what you're truly willing to sacrifice to get there, and how does that align with your talents. So, you know, listen, I may want to be, um, you know, the wealthiest man in the world and work in finance, but I'm just not gifted there. Like, I, I, that, those things, that's just not who I am. Um, but maybe my skill set is here. And so if I have a skill set that aligns with my passion, well, then I would encourage anyone to go after that. Uh, and I do think, you know, as it comes to recruiting and trying to tell young people where to play and what level to play, I do think I'm all for it. Hey, we have to chase our dreams and our passions and we have to be willing to sacrifice those things. But we also have to figure out where our talents match up with those things, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense, Coach. Um, you know, constantly we had a discussion about D1 or bust. And, you know, other divisions are out there, you know, are waiting to give someone the opportunity who feel like they probably should be somewhere else. But now, actuality, Coach, like you just said, you have to see where you line up and where the force is pushing you at. And then you have to also understand the real realization of it. Hey, man. I can play at this level, and I can also make my legacy at this level. So, Coach, we all go through that struggle sometimes, but it's just it's just 
very informational when someone says, hey, you don't have to be that type of person when someone can guide you that way. Well, and, and I, honestly, I look at my own life. Um, like I said, I walked on the University of Georgia, and that was my dream and my goal. And, and I don't regret that. I don't um, – I mean, it was certainly my path. And when I tried that, I mean, my goal was to one day earn a scholarship and be a starter there and make an impact. It, the reality was that that wasn't a level that fit my skill set. <laughs> and I probably was guilty a little bit of that D1 or bust. Um, but more than anything, just because I really wasn't educated on what all was out there. Um, and again, th- th- there's nothing wrong with, with walking on somewhere and not playing or walking on. And, and listen, after a year, my coach got fired. The new coach came in, didn't keep me. I mean, so I dealt with, you know, I mean, I only got to play a year of college basketball. And um, so, you know, that is a, a personal story that I'm able to share anytime I recruit with somebody. And I just tell them, like, you're going to ultimately know where you should go. I, I said, you know, I've done this over 20 years as a head coach and assistant. I'm a, I've, I've never encountered someone who ultimately didn't know I want to go X, Y, or Z. It's just – do you have that opportunity and then do you have the courage to act on it? And so sometimes it does take courage to go to a quote unquote lower level because that, that may be where your heart is, but maybe you're getting pressure from all these other people and now you need to go here, here, here. And so I always say knowing where to go is not the hard part. It's acting on it. Uh, and that, that is getting increasingly tougher in my opinion, because there's so many voices that the young people are listening to. And coach, once again, that's that's valuable to hear because you're right. A lot of people's uh, as family, you know, a lot of family members, we could be wrong sometimes. I think you're D one. I think that's where you deserve to be. And in all actuality, when you see them compared up to some D one um, type athletes, you realize, wait a minute, my son might need to, or my daughter might need to take a a look at, you know, what's really going on. And we also might need to look at some other programs because at the end of the day. I want you to be successful as a person, not just an athlete. Amen. No, so, no, no, no doubt. No doubt. I think that's 100% right on. And so speaking of that coach, you coach several programs and every program you have coached have had like a turnaround coach of success. Can you explain what it's like for a coach who walks on to a court like that? And every time you touch something, it seems to turn to almost gold. If not gold, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know about that, but I will tell you, um, there is something, um, you know, about changing things or getting the opportunity to, to change things. It's exciting. I mean, I think at the end of the day, for me, my, you know, I tell people all the time, I, I'm a basketball coach not because I love basketball. I do love basketball. And like I said, I have a great gratitude and I I enjoy this game. Uh, But the reason I coach on a deeper level is because I, I I always enjoy being a part of a team and there's something uh, within the way God made me that just desires to be a part of something with other people. And, 
I've just always felt a strong sense of community. I need community. I'm, I'm very much an extrovert. People and you know energize me, but I need other people, and I do not mind uh, fighting for my people or my team ever. Uh, I love that. But it's especially gratifying when I know that we're all in it fighting together. And I tell my guys all the time, I don't mind taking bullets for you. I'm going to be out there fighting for you off and on the floor, but I need to know that you're right there behind me doing the same thing. And so I think as far as, uh, you know, the one thing I've always tried to to do in any program that I've been able to work um, for is whether I was an assistant or head coach is come in there and give give them the very best of what I am. And again, sort of where, where, and where in my life have I seen my talents or, or skill set, and then how can I impart that? And so a lot of that's a, a, a great passion, energy, uh, hopefully the ability to move people in the same direction and just a belief uh, in what we're doing. And so, you know, that, that is sort of what I've, every program I've ever been a part of as a head coach that I've, you know, had taken over, I do feel like there's been sort of a lack of life um, and just, a, you know, this just joy and passion for what we're trying to do. And so, you know, that's kind of first and foremost what I'm trying to bring. It's like, hey, this matters. Um, we're going to try to keep it really simple and try to be great in what we do and, and trust um, the, the process of building a program, not necessarily a quick fix and you know, honestly, like we're sort of right in the middle of that here at Flagler, um, which is really exciting, but really hard. You know, I inherited a team of uh, really all, all sophomores and juniors. Um, and, you know, they had not had a, a winning season in over 10 or 11 years here, in part because they transitioned from NAIA to Division Two, which is really tough. Um, and, and and it's a, we're in a really good league in the Peach Belt. And so there are a lot of factors. And um, so we knew, you know, we didn't, I didn't, my first year here, my athletic director was, who is amazing, Judd Damon, he was like, listen, do you plan on keeping the guys or do you plan on cleaning house and starting over? And I said, well, I plan on doing whatever the school wants me to do. <laughs> you know, I, I work for y'all. And he said, well, I prefer to give these guys you know, everybody a chance. I said, well, I think that's the right thing as well. And so and what that does in some ways is it slows down your process by at least a year. Not that you couldn't win with those guys. You may be able to, you may not be able to. But as far as bringing in your players, your talent, you're now putting that on hold for another year. And um, what I found that my first year here, I had great guys. I mean, uh, Coach Clark, who was here before me, was here 30 years. Did I mean, just a phenomenal job. He's one of the nicest human beings ever. And he recruited character kids. And, and so I really enjoyed coaching them, but it was hard because I knew we were, in essence, going to have to start over the next year. And so uh, this past year, in year three, you know, we, we started to have sort of, we won more games than we've ever won, Division Two, and won more games in the league than we've ever won, and really took a big jump. And now we just got to try to keep it moving forward. And, um, you know, but I think it's, I just don't think you can rush building culture. I think you have to fight for it every day. But I do think it's going to be, you know, a process over time. Wow, Coach. And I believe that. It takes time to build community. Um, even when you see homes being constructed, it takes time to build that community. And the same thing goes to sports. To have a great community, it takes time. And like you said, the culture has to be bought into. 
And over time, you're able to establish that culture. Players are able to leave out and, you know, explain that culture to the ones that are coming in. And it becomes like a, a, a cycle. But it does take time to create that, you know, that well-being of an of a atmosphere for an athlete. Well, I, I was just going to say, I mean, it, it, it does. And what's even tougher about it is I am nowhere near perfect. You know, so I'm making mistakes as this happens to our staff. You know, we try to be so open with our players. Like, hey, listen, we're broken people just like y'all are. And so what we expect when you make a mistake is to own it and move forward. We're going to do the same things as coaches. And so getting the culture piece right, um, you know, I will say this. My first head job at Shorter, I was more concerned with getting the talent piece right. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. We put a high emphasis on culture, and I wasn't going to take, you know, I, I mean, I didn't. no one ever wants to take back kids, I don't think. I mean, I don't think that's ever anyone's desire. But I think what can happen is we can run through some stop signs or red flags in light of talent. And um, coming here, I just wanted to try, again, emphasize try. I'm not perfect in this, but, like, let's really try to get the right people here and not so much worry about wins and losses our first couple. You know, just try to build it the right way. And that, that's, I mean, that's hard for anyone. It's, it's hard for competitive people to trust process over results and uh but i just knew um and again i'd spent a year out of coaching where i was able to frame reframe so many of my thoughts and philosophies like no i really want to have a program that will be self-sustainable if i'm away from it uh and that's that's you know whereas if 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 i were gone the culture is so strong that it wouldn't miss a beat and uh so that's sort of been the, the aim in mind that, that we've um, attempted. But again, it's it's certainly an inexact science, and it's you know it's hard. I mean, we look at fit, feel, and love, and I stole this from uh, Lenny Acuff, who's now the head coach at David Lipscomb, but he was at Alabama Huntsville, and I competed against him. He's one of my great friends in the business. And you know, do they fit my school? Do they fit my? This is what he was saying to me: Do they fit our system? Do they fit our school? You know, do they fit how we play? You know, do they know how to play? Do they have feel? And do they love the game? Well, that that those are those are great criteria, and so that's sort of the way we've approached recruiting here. And again, an imperfect science and an exact science, but that's been our aim. And those are the questions we're always trying to ask ourselves. Um, you know, when we're identifying, you know, student athletes to bring into an excellent school and an excellent program. I mean, there's a lot to it. Thank you, Coach. There is a lot because these kids, you know, when, you, when you're bringing them in, you don't know. Um, you're going by, you know, probably academics, uh, stats, and all these other, you know, things on the outside. But on the inside, you don't know who you're dealing with until the day you actually meet them. So I think it's important for kids to just hear that part. Do you fit, feel, in love? I, I like that, Coach, and I might have to borrow that as well. Coach. Well, you you can take it because I stole it. So it's, it's yours. <laughs> Coach, with COVID-19 being a topic of discussion in the collegiate sports world and you having recruiting experience, and we just talked about fit, feel, and love, can you give some advice to the recruits where they can be noticed right now during this time frame? You know, I've, I've been on a couple other um, sort of podcast types about this. And, and what I will say is, 
it is as challenging a time as any of us have ever been through in recruiting um, because we've never been through this. I do think the ways for a player to be recruited and noticed and recognized are the same now as they were six months ago. You, you need to be a great player and you need to have credible people that are willing to absolutely back you, um, you know, as a person and as, a, and as an athlete. That being said, you know, live streaming these events has been helpful and it's definitely a way for us to get to see, you know, players play. I think personally it's much tougher than being there in person. Um, I'm not exactly sure why other than when you're there, you just are able to see so much more of the game for me anyway, and I'm able to hopefully better judge talent and skill level. And, and so that's tough. So what my advice um, that I have given is like, listen, anytime you can get on campus in front of a coach, then, then you need to try to do it. And so whether that's an elite camp, whether that's a visit, you know, getting live action in front of a coach is, is, is more valuable than ever. And those opportunities are more limited than ever. But here's the thing, you know, we don't have a great alternative right now. Um, you know, we, we sort of have to do what's been made available to you. And I, I will say this, you know, um, I mean, I know at Flagler, again, a division two school in the Peach Belt, I mean, I, I would, I don't know what the number is, but I can't tell you how many emails you get a day. Um, from a player or a parent or a service. And I, I, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying that's a tough, tough way to only get recruited. Um, and so if and when you do put together a highlight link, you are, I mean, you have to grab the attention of the coach quickly or it's just going to get deleted. I mean, it's just, just the way it works. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent. I just feel like all the coaches I've talked to, that's sort of been the, the truth and so I would say you, know, you have to put something together that's going to grab attention you have to stay at it and you have to do your homework on what may be a good fit you know where there may be an opportunity uh, and then somehow try to get figure out a way to to get in front of that staff or those people where they'll give you more than just a you know open email and send it right to the delete box does that help at all I don't, I don't know if I've answered that- the question but it's the best I can do right now. No, no, sir. That Any information right now is valuable because, you know, there's so many recruits out there, especially in the class of 21. They have no yep. idea of what to do right now. They're so out of sync and out of focus to their jumping from um, X to Y to Z trying to figure out, hey, how do I get there? How do I get their attention? And I think any piece that's related to you can grab attention this way or you can grab attention the old way or you can grab attention by, you know, basically being you and doing your best. But, you know, anything right now helps this class of 21 that has not been signed or been seen yet. So, Coach, that's all valuable information for us out here at Underscouted World. Coach, and also understanding that, you know, at Flagler, what type of student athlete do you look for? So that you know, that's a great question. Um, that I think, again, I think every coach sort of says the same thing. You know, I want a kid who's a good citizen, a good player, blah 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 blah. Um, I, I for me, you know, like Flagler's a very good school, um, and so I don't want to bring in a student who I don't mind bringing in a student who may 
have to struggle to have success. I don't mind that if they're willing to struggle. I mean, the bottom line is there's thousands and thousands and thousands. I mean, there's millions of people smarter than I am. So I, I could, it has nothing to do with, with what your gift set is intellectually, but I want people who are willing to come in and understand, Hey, we're going to have study all we're going to, the degree is going to be real important here. And we're going to try to set you up for the rest of your life by teaching you, educating you with a liberal arts degree. That's going to put you in a position to go be successful in a vast array of, of opportunities. So I want them to be a good student, but more than anything, I just want to understand you're going to have to be a student. Like that's just going to be a part of it. Um, obviously we want them to be talented. You know, I know we're not going to win games with, with bad players. And so you've got to have enough talent to win. Um, but something that's becoming increasingly more evident to our staff, um, you know, we want people that have a, a, a an amount of gratitude for the opportunity that they're be, being given. Because we just believe that if they're appreciative of being here, they love being here. They're bought into our school, our community, and our program. They're just going to give so much more for us. And, you know, I think that's been one thing. I mean, I've just been fortunate to work for a lot of great people, uh, you know, some successful programs. And I just know how important it is. Like, I am all in. I love Flag. I love St. Augustine. Like, I want to build something so special here. And I've got two assistants that are 100% in that boat with me. I mean, 100%. And that is just been, it's, it's so comforting as the head coach to know that these guys are all in. But we're trying to recruit players that feel that exact same way because I just believe if we're getting the talent piece right, which, you know, again, that's years of, of success and mistakes. But when you get that right, if you've got guys who are all in, all in the same direction, I mean, you truly are going to have special results. And that's just sort of a guiding philosophy of our program. So that's what we're looking for. And we are looking for high-character young people. And we're, I tell our guys, like, hey, we're not asking you to be perfect. We completely understand that you're young, you make mistakes. But we, what we do want to make sure is that the mistakes you make are maturity mistakes and not character mistakes. You know, we don't want to bring in people that are going to jeopardize what so many people have gone to work for each and every day for years and years and years. Um, so we're trying to, to balance all those, those things out. And coach, that's, that's something else I agree with, you know, um, when people work for something and it's inevitably like to help someone else, you do not want somebody that's going to come in and not see the opportunity as a real opportunity and be appreciative of the opportunity because there's so many athletes out there, but there's only so many scholarships that can be given. So right. when you receive that, you're receiving someone that says, hey, I believe in you enough to where I want to make sure that you're a great student, a great individual, and also a great professional one day because when you leave here, you will leave with a degree. So a lot of athletes have to look at it from that aspect. Someone took their time out to recruit you. That means they acknowledged you. There's also That's also that program saying, hey, not only do we acknowledge you, but we want to help you further your life and your career. So to the ones who receive scholarships, Coach, I know that opportunity is very small, but it should be held as very valuable because there are so many who do not receive that opportunity. So, Coach, I thank you guys for the ones that y'all do see and y'all are able to help and, you know, essentially help them become better people in life because education is something that no one could take away from you. 
Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. And I promise I'm, you know, I'm 44 years old. And I've done this, I think, 22 years as a coach. But I just feel like I'm learning. So, I, I feel like I'm learning more now than ever before. And, I, I, you know, you learn so much from everybody. Uh, but I'm still learning so much from all these young people that we're able to recruit and they're being put under our watch. And, um, you know, people continue to, to change and times continue to change. But, uh, you know, our job is to adapt with that. But also we've been called to lead. And so uh, make make tough decisions and love them. You know, or we try to love them as well as we can and, and try uh, to, to always put, you know, the welfare of our team and, and these individuals first. And, and that's, uh, again, it's an imperfect and exact science, but um, what, if, I mean, I can't think of anything in my life that's been more rewarding. And so uh, we're just we're thankful to have the opportunity to do it. Thank you, coach. Coach, I have one more question. What are your goals this year as a coach? You know, I would say, honestly, and again, it sounds so cliche, and, and this is hard for me. I mean, it really is. I mean, your goal, you know, you say is to win every single game. I mean, that, that's what you're trying to do. But I do believe that if we can just get the most out of what we have, we're going to be successful. And so our goal, you know, it, it, it legitimately is to win today. Like, let's just go out and do the things that we have to do today to be successful. And so as we work out with our team this afternoon, we want to focus on what do we need to do to be successful right now. And, you know, success leaves clues. And so we're going to, you know, we're going to copy the people that that have done it well. We want to mirror the habits of successful people. And if we do that, we will continue to take steps forward. And, you know, I think, just from on a macro level, you know, 30,000 feet, that's really what we're trying to do. And the rest will take care of itself. I mean, since we've been here, we have moved up in our league and you have to obviously continue to, to challenge for the, the, the league championship because that puts you at a, at a national level. And, and so those are things we're trying to do. Um, you know, I will say, you know, in September, everyone feels good about their team. You know, and if you don't feel good about your team in September, you've got a long year ahead of you. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I do think if, if we just break it down to, you know, there's so many unknowns right now um, that for us to really go out and have all these elaborate, crazy plans, like I know right now more than ever, we just have to continue to, to absolutely thrive in the situation we're in. Understanding it's a malleable situation, it can change, and when it does, we don't want to have to change our philosophy to match up with changes that are going around. So that doesn't mean we're not adaptable, but hopefully we've already got figured out. No, what we need to do today is to get stronger, to be better fundamentally and to be better as a team. If we're doing those things, then we're going to be in great shape. So certainly not ducking the question, but trying to put it in this practical, I mean, it's a great question for me to have to ask myself, do I believe in that? And I do. And so uh, we're really just trying to stay. And again, it's very cliche right now, you know, trust the process, trust the process. I think the question becomes, what is your process? But it's exactly right. You know, you do need to trust the process and you do need to continue, you know, to put habits um, in in front of results because I think, you know, your habits are going to drive your results. Coach, that was an incredible answer. And like I said, it's a coaching answer. It's it's not like, you know, an answer that's, 
just far wide. It's an answer that's that's needed because sometimes when people ask the coach, "Hey, what are your goals, coach?" Some coaches might not say anything. Your goals, hey, trust the process and watch us work and let the rest of us just work. But coach, one thing I I could take away is um, when you said if you don't like your team in September, you're gonna have a long year. The reason why I chuckled a little bit because that is so true. You're gonna you're gonna have a long year. If you can't talk positive about your team now, you're gonna have a long year. Luckily for Flagler, all you have talked about was positive things about your team, the outlook, and the organization. You're gonna have a very great year, coach. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And again, from my president, Dr. Joyner, my athletic director, Mr. Damon, and then my two assistants, Blake Sellen and Kip Owens, like I am so it's hard for me not to be positive. I mean, they give me everything that they have, and I hope I'm doing the same thing. And, you know, we, we're just excited about the young men we have, and, and our job is to put them in the right spots to do the right things, and what an opportunity to do it. So thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And hey, no problem, Coach. And we appreciate you coming on, especially taking your time out today to do this interview. Um, we wish you much success over at Flagler this year. And we look forward to speaking to you in the future as well. Anytime. Thank you so much. We would like to give a thank you to our sponsors, Magalia Watches, Keeping Time in Sports, and Maria Adorno, Realtor of La Rosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes. <laughs>